Hey, it's Memorial Day weekend, and we're here today because people paid a price for us to be able to worship, to be, have freedom. And you, you've heard this before. I've said this before. Freedom isn't free. That someone always had to pay for it. And so we're going to take a moment. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to have a moment of silence, and then I'm going to pray for those who have fought and died for our country. Father, we remember that we're here today, that we're free to worship. We're free to go about. We're free to do. Because men and women paid the price for us. They've given their lives. And so, Lord, we remember. And, Lord, we Thank you for their sacrifice. And Lord, in remembering, we also pay tribute and honor to them, recognizing that freedom's never free. There's always a price that has to be paid. And so, Lord, we are grateful. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. You know, I took a couple of weeks off. As a matter of fact, I took three weeks off uh, as far as uh, preaching. It's, I've only done that one other time. I've been the, the campus pastor here for 10 years, and I've only done that one other time. And um, I know you're like, uh, why would you do that? I was tired. I was tired. We had people that needed to preach. And, and I know, how can you be tired? You only work one day a week. I know that, but it's a tough day, y'all. It's a tough day. It's a lot. It's a, it's a long day. It's long. And so anyway, no. And uh, um, they, I have a staff. They did a great job. Just uh, It gave me a chance to, to think about some things, and I, I'm leading up to something here. The bad news for you guys is I've got three weeks of sermons that I'm going to get out today. You know what I'm saying? This is, I've had three weeks to not say anything, but I'm just going to go, ah! but uh, anyway, we start a new series called Jesus Changes Everything, and uh, the whole point of the series is that you would see Jesus in a different way, and you'd see that when you see him in this way, that it changes. It literally, he changes everything. He changes your perspective, changes your outline, changes your future changes your present, changes your past, and it just literally changes everything. Uh, years ago, when uh, we were building our house, we built our house about, about 20 years ago, we were building our house, and uh, I hired a painter, um, and, and I hired a painter, and, and I hired myself to help him paint because I wanted to save some money. And so I was in there, I was painting this room, painting this room, and uh, um, he was coming back to fix my messes. But anyway, I was thinking I was saving some money. And while I was there, a, a, a subcontractor came in that I had hired. Uh, I had never spoken to the guy. He had never met me. I'd hired him through somebody else. And he had done a poor job on some areas, and I was having him come back out to the house. Again, he, I, he, I just threw a third party. Uh, had, he'd never seen me, never knew my voice. When anyway, he walked in the house, and I was painting, and I saw him and he walked in and he said, Hey, and then he walked in the other room and, uh, he started complaining. He said, I can't believe they've called me back over here. I'm not fixing anything. So I'm not fixing one thing. He said, this is ridiculous. They've called me back out here and I'm just painting. I'm like, okay, this is not going to be good right here. This is not going to be good at all. I can see where this is going. And finally he looked at the painter and he said, Hey, did you get a new helper in there? And I said, no, he said, that's the homeowner. 
That guy, he walks in, he walks in, he goes, hey, bud, where's some spots you want me to get? He had one of them next steps. You remember the next step? Boop, 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 boop. See that boop come on. The guys, the guys come running in from, I'm literally come running in from the truck. You know why? He saw me different. And when you see somebody different, it changes your perspective. Today, I'm going to introduce a concept to you that we talk about from time to time, that Jesus is holy. That when you see Jesus is holy, it changes everything. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to walk through some stuff. There's some concepts that are, that are difficult to understand. Some concepts that are difficult to understand. And here's the first one. Quantum physics. I know nothing about. All right, here we go. I don't understand it. Thermodynamics. Don't know much about it. It's about heat and space and things entering uh, and, and how, how fi- uh, fast they burn and everything like that. Know very little about that. I don't understand that concept. I know I'm probably disappointing some of you. I'm not the sharpest knife in the box. I'm just telling you, I'm not. Those first two, I know nothing about. The third one, love and marriage. Some days I think I know something about this. <laughs> Some days I feel like, you ever been there? Just as soon as you feel like you got marriage and figured out, you realize you don't. 35 years ago on this day, 35 years ago on this day, I made some outrageous claims that I would love Leslie, put her first, love and cherish, till death do his part for better, for worse, and everything. And it is a weird, marriage is a weird concept that it works when you put the other person first. It works when you try to outserve them. It works when you love them and you want them to do, to do better than you're doing. That's how we're, it is a weird concept. I know very little about, but some days I do pretty good. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a weird concept, isn't it? I'm serious. It's a weird concept. They close one day a week, y'all. They are the only fast food that close. Think about this. Think about how much money they could make on a Sunday. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever thought, let's go to Chick-fil-A and it was Sunday? Man, that's disappointing. Look, I'll tell you one of the meanest things I used to do when the kids were little. We'd leave church. i go, let's go to Chick-fil-A. they go, yeah. i go, close today. But never, they never thought that was funny, y'all. I always thought, what a jerk dad we've got. Man, Chick-fil-A, everything they do is crazy. They close on Sunday. They figured out the drive through I mean, isn't that crazy? You go to their drive, you go to other drive through, there's three cars in the drive through. You're there for 30 minutes. You go to their drive through, there's 300 cars and you're in and out, you got your food, and they've said, hey, my pleasure, have a great day, and you feel good about life. It's a weird concept, Chick fil A. Here's another one English. English is weird. You got two, two, and two, T O, T O O, T W O. You got there, there, and there. I can't even spell them all, but you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? You got these rules, I before E, except after C. And then you have these words like tendencies that has, that's after C and the I is, and you got the word species, that's after C. We got these, it doesn't work. It's a weird concept. English is weird. We have these rules that aren't really rules. They don't really work. And then hitting a baseball. Hitting a baseball. Hitting a baseball is a weird concept. It's just really weird because everything has to be perfect in that moment. The swing has to be perfect. The load has to be perfect. The timing has to be perfect. If it's too early or too late, the ball, it just doesn't do. But when it's perfect, when you say it's perfect, it is a weird, weird concept how that works. Well, here's another concept. Holy. Every time I talk about holiness... I always feel like I didn't do a good enough job because it is a weird concept. 
When we talk about holy, the word holy, and I'm going to give you the definition right here, holy, absolute moral purity. Like when we use the word that, and I'm going to give you the scriptures in a second, that God's holy, that Jesus is holy, which means he is absolutely morally pure, that, that God has no impurity in him, which is hard for us to, to, to wrap our brains around because we're full of impurity. We don't like to admit it, but it's the truth. We're full of impurity, and so we have a hard time with that concept, that he is absolute moral purity. God is pure. He cannot be impure. As a matter of fact, he is uncompromised or unsurpassed righteousness, which means that God is not only right, that he does the right thing, that he cannot do the wrong thing, that he not only is right, he gives righteousness, and he makes other people righteous. And it's a weird, weird concept of who he is. He's untainted by sin, that God doesn't sin. He can't sin. It's impossible for him to sin. He's holy. He's, he's holy. He's different than you and I. It is just totally different. He's unrestrained by the laws of nature, which means when we talked about who God is, that him being holy means that the laws of nature do not apply to him. Gravity does not apply to God. Sickness, disease don't apply. He's bigger than those things. Acts of nature, he controls. It's weird. We, we go, hey, I'm telling you, because he's holy. He's different. As a matter of fact, when we talk about us being holy, it means that we are set apart for God's purpose because he's different that we're going to be different. Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures here, and I'm getting, I'm getting somewhere. 1 Peter 1.16, it says that God's holy. He's holy. And he's quoting, Peter's quoting the Old Testament, but he's saying, hey, God's holy. He's different. He's right. He's pure. He's God. You're not. I'm not. And then we have the scriptures in the New Testament. Mark 124, Luke 434, Acts 314, and then 427, 430. Talk about that Jesus is holy, that Jesus is holy. God's holy, and Jesus is the Son of God. He's holy too. He's holy. That he is always right. He doesn't sin. He can't sin. He is pure. And that the laws of nature do not apply to him. And you look at Colossians 1.15, it, it has this great tie-in of God and Jesus both being holy, saying that Jesus is a reflection who, of who God is, that when you see Jesus, you've seen God. That's what he says, and that he's holy. Well, here's the point of today's message. When I see Jesus as holy... I follow him fully. When I see Jesus as holy, I follow him fully. Let me ask you this question. What's the point of being a Christian? Is it not going to hell? I mean, that's pretty important. Is it going to heaven? That's pretty important. But what's the point of being a Christian? Those are important things. The point of being a Christian is that you and I would become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. See, Jesus had this, this thing that he would say. He, he said, hey, come follow me. Come follow me. You follow me. You follow me and I'll change you. You follow me and I'll make you. You follow me and I'll recreate you. You follow me and I'll show you. And heaven comes with it, and the avoidance of hell comes with it, and forgiveness of sins comes with it. But, it. but sometimes we follow Jesus for those things, and look, I'm not minimizing them, but that's not really the entire point. The point is that you and I would follow Jesus, and we would become the person that God made us to be all along, and that's a follower of Jesus. 
And so I'm going to share this story of, of Peter and his encounter and just his progression, his, his thinking, his, his, his being with Jesus and just how it is just a walk in his following who Jesus is and who Jesus was. But the whole point is that you and I would see Jesus holy and then we'll follow him fully. So here's the first thing. Peter sees Jesus as teacher. Now here's, here's the scripture right here. It says, one day Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, who was also called Peter, its owner, to push it into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. This is the third encounter that Peter has with Jesus. The third encounter. That he's, 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 you're going to see at the end of this that he's going to, Jesus is going to say, hey, follow me, follow me. That Jesus before said, hey, follow me. First encounter. Jesus has a second encounter with Peter, says, hey, follow me. And Peter kind of follows for a little bit, and, 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 but he sees, he sees Jesus as, as a teacher. He sees Jesus as a teacher that, that, that he's polite to Jesus, like Jesus, like he's, Jesus, uh, Peter is for Jesus teaching. He's for Jesus teaching uh, uh, the people about who he is. And, and so Peter politely moves the boat out and, and he's going to listen to Jesus. And too many times, hear me on this, too many times that you and I, we only see Jesus as teacher. As a matter of fact, people who don't even believe in Jesus will uh, believe in him being the son of God. They will all uh, just, uh, uh, just uh, celebrate the fact of how great a te teacher Jesus was because Jesus was a great teacher, but he was more than a teacher. But, but we, we see Jesus as teacher, like, yeah, yeah, you're, uh, I'll be polite and I'll do what you say. And, and I don't mind helping out some. And I don't, I don't mind, uh, you know, you using my boat for a little bit. And I don't, I don't mind, uh, you know, these things that you want to do. But the truth is that I'm not fully following you. That I, I'm polite to you, I'm, but, I, but I'm not a fully follower of Jesus Christ. That I like a lot of your teachings, like that whole thing about, uh, uh, you know, do unto others as you do to them. That's a great thing. I'm not really sure about turning the other cheek when someone slaps you. I'm not really, I don't really get all that. But uh, we have these thoughts and like, we, we see him as teacher. But let's be honest. Jesus wants us to see him more as his teacher. Which leads me to the second. That Peter sees Jesus as an authority. Now, let me ask you this question. Have you ever texted while you were driving? Don't raise your hand. There's police here in this room. So. Well, sure. I, 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 would, I, I was like, I did this one other time. Has anybody never texted when they were driving? Raise your hand. We would love to celebrate you today. We got one in the back. Yes. Praise God for you. Yes, yes. You ever been texting when you're driving, you know, you're not supposed to. And then you see a police officer and you immediately throw your phone, you put your phone down. You, know. <laughs> you ever, I'm, I'm just saying, this is what we do. We go, we go, I'm not, I'm not I'm putting that down. I'm not, I don't even know who you are. Don't text me. I'm driving. <laughs> Has 
And that's kind of how we see Jesus sometimes. We see him as his teacher, but then you, you take him from the teacher and you're like, okay, I see him as more than a teacher. I see him as an authority. I see him as an authority. That when he's around, when I think he's around, I'm going to try to do the right thing. Like when you're at church and you say something you shouldn't say, you're like, oh, what happened there? I better tighten up a little bit here. Or you're around the preacher. It was funny, we were at this uh, party, uh, it was a graduation party, and they were talking about uh, how long the party was going to last. And, and I said, well, it's been my experience that the party usually starts when the preacher leaves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we had this thing where we see Jesus as an authority. But not the authority of our life. Look at this scripture right here. So Peter pushes his boat out, and Jesus starts teaching. Jesus teaches whatever he's teaching that day. It says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out to where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. And Simon says, Master, Simon replied, we've worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down. Now, when you read that, you read that in the English, it looks like that, that, that Peter is saying, hey, you're the authority of my life. But that's not what he's saying. That word master there is capitalized because it's at the beginning of a sentence. But the word there in the Greek is not the ultimate authority for your life. It's an authority. It's, it's, like, it's like, hey, when the boss tells you to do something, you do it when he's there. But when he's not there, you're going to do what you want. That's what the word means. That you look at him as, as maybe a political figure or like a policeman. You see a policeman, hey, I'm going to do what you want because you're here, but as soon as, as soon as you're gone, I'm speeding again. You ever done that? Don't raise your hand. Okay. And too many times, that's how we follow Jesus. We, we think he's an authority. We're not against Jesus. We think he's a good teacher. We're not, a, we're not against him. As a matter of fact, if it came down to it, that we, we would say that we respect Jesus. We respect who he was and what he does. And we respect him to a certain point. We're willing to go a certain point, especially if it's going to benefit us. Now, Jesus says to Peter, hey, we're going to go out to some deep water here, and I'm going to show you how to catch some fish. And I know Peter was thinking, whatever, dude. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Man, we've worked all night. Because in those days, they fished at night. So we're not going to catch anything today. But you know what? Because you say so, I'll humor you a little bit. We'll go out here, and we'll let our nets down. Let me ask you this question. Are you following Jesus as an authority in your life or the authority for your life? Are you willing to be directed, inconvenienced, to yield, even when you don't agree with it, even when you don't like it, even when you don't want to? Because too many times we follow him as an authority that, hey, I'm going to do what I want to do, but if I think you're around or if I think you need, I need you or if there's going to be something in it for me, if I'm going to get blessed, I'm going to get a new house, new car, I'm going to get a new job, hey, then I'll start lining my life up a little bit for you. But we're not fully following Jesus Christ. Jesus is not 
the authority for our life. We are. We're the authority. I do what I want. I do what I want. I'm my own boss. Nobody tells me what to do. If I don't like what Jesus says, then I, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll be the boss here. I'm the exception to the rule. Which leads me to the last one. I'll spend a little bit of time on this. Peter sees Jesus as holy. You ever caught a bunch of fish? That's a good day, isn't it? Anybody ever caught a bunch of fish? Caught a bunch of fish. You ever caught a big fish? Okay, my maybe second service. All right, okay, great. Maybe all the fishermen are at the lake today. Anyway, so. Peter is not prepared. He's about to be confronted with the holiness of Jesus Christ. He's not, he doesn't know what to do. Look at the scripture. It's just a great story. At this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners into the other boat. And soon, both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Can you imagine that? I mean, you fished all night and didn't catch anything. This guy says, throw it out over here. Throw it out over here. And the man, boom, throw your nets over here. Let them down over here. And all of a sudden, boom. Both boats are about to sink full of fish. And when Peter realized what had happened, he posted on Facebook. Look at all these fish I got. No, that's what we do. Anyway, no, that's not what he did. He fell on his knees. Peter's confronted with the holiness of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, Jesus is beyond the laws of nature. Jesus is right. Jesus is pure. See, Peter had heard him teach. He'd heard him say these things. But all of a sudden, he sees And he's confronted with the holiness of Jesus. And he fell to his knees. And he said, oh, Lord, leave me. I'm such a sinful man. This sounds kind of weird that you do this. But, you know, in the Bible, when people are confronted with the holiness of God, this was always the response. This was always the response. That when Isaiah saw the Lord, he said, he said I'm a dead man because I am a sinner. When Gideon, when Gideon, we did the story of Gideon in the beginning of the year, when he was confronted by the, by the angel of the Lord, by, he said, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to die because, because I realize that you're holy, I'm not. That, that, that you're pure and I'm not. That you're beyond sin and I'm not. That this is the response that when you see the holiness of Jesus Christ, when you see him as the son of God, your first response is to fall to your knees and say, I am a sinful person. I know who I am in this moment because I know who you are. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others who were with him. His partners, James and John, the son of sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. And then hear this last line right here. Listen to me. And as soon as they landed, they left everything to follow Jesus. 
too many times. We miss seeing the holiness of Jesus Christ. We miss seeing that, that he is who he says he was. He's the son of God, that he's different. And he's calling us to follow him. And the appropriate response, hear me, hear me, hear me on this. The appropriate response is that, man, you leave everything. As a matter of fact, he's the only one I would do that for. He's the only one I'd give my life to. He's the only one that's worthy of it because of who he is and what he does. That he's calling us, he's calling us. And when, when Peter saw it, man, he left everything. God's been working your entire life, hear me, to get you and me to see his holiness, to get us to this place where we are confronted by the holiness of Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's an act, sometimes it's a prayer, sometimes it's a scripture, sometimes it's an invite, sometimes it's an opportunity, sometimes it's a miracle. A miracle happens. And we think the miracle is for us so we can just keep going on our life with nothing. No, the miracle is so us so we can see God and say, you're holy, I'm not, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to give you my life. So I got some questions here. Are you following Jesus fully? Does he have everything? Or are you following him as a teacher? You think, yeah, he's a good teacher. Are you following him as an authority? Yeah, I can go for some of this stuff some of the times. Or are you a fully devoted follower? When's the last time you hit your knees and thought about how sinful you were? When's the last time you made a decision? You know what? I surrender. Because when you and I, when we see Jesus as holy, then we will follow him fully. There's a story when Jesus was on the cross the soldiers were gathered around. And one of the soldiers who was there watched Jesus die. And there's a statement he says at the end. He watches Jesus die. He just simply watches Jesus die. Watches how it all played out. He's confronted with the holiness of Jesus Christ. And he says this statement. He says, surely this man was the son of God. That's what I want you to see today that Jesus is the Son of God, that he's calling us to something greater, to follow him, to be changed, to be made new, to have everything he wants to give us. But it's only found through surrendering, through seeing him as holy. And so here's how I want to close. I want to close with just a time of decision. Maybe today is a day that you need to recommit yourself to Jesus Christ. I've told you this before. I do this often because I'm a sinful person. I recommit myself to, lie, to Christ. I draw a line in the sand and say, you know what? I'm going to follow you. I'm going to give you my all. The truth is that on Sundays, that sounds easy, but on Monday, it gets difficult, doesn't it? Things happen. Situations arise. That man just, but you commit and say, I'm giving you my all. Maybe today you've never accepted Christ, never understood that he loved you, that he is who he says he was. He's the son of God. And so I'm going to pray and then we're going to stand.
The band's going to come out and sing. Leslie and I will be over here to prayer at the prayer room. If you'd like for us to pray with you about anything on your life, we'd love to do that. But don't miss it. Don't miss it today. Listen, don't miss us. So many times we've heard about Jesus. We've heard stories about Jesus. We've been to church for a long time. And it can be real easy just to dumb Jesus down and say, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good teacher. He's got some good teachings. You know, I'll listen to some of them. But don't miss this. This is what Jesus said. Follow me. You follow me. You follow me. You follow me. Because I'm holy. I'm going to pray for you. Father, we come to you. Lord, we claim that you're holy and that sometimes I don't even understand what that means. Because you are so different that we are sinful. I am sinful. We are finite. I'm finite. But you're not. You are the Son of God. You came to this world to save us. You are holy. And so, Lord, I pray for us to see you clearly. I pray for the persons here today that need to recommit their lives to you. And Lord, I pray that they see that as a good thing that you are calling out to them, you are working in their lives. Lord, I pray for the person here today, the persons here today that have never placed their faith in you, never made the decision that I'm going to follow Jesus. I've been doing it my own way for so long and it's led me to the same place. But I'm following you today. I don't even know where it's going to go, but I'm trusting you. Thank you, Jesus for who you are and what you do. We pray it in your name. Amen. Would you stand? If you have a decision to make, we'd love for you to make it. You can come down front and pray. Leslie and I would be over here to the side, but listen, don't walk out of here unchanged.